What's happening, everybody? On today's show, more on the Jalen Carter situation up at the NFL Combine. We'll catch up with Mike Griffith of Dog Nation to find out if this will hurt Carter's draft stock. A fellow Georgia Bulldog puts on a show at the Combine. Also, some other news around the conference from Auburn and South Carolina. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss before we get to Mike Griffith with the latest on Jalen Carter. Let's catch you up on what some of the SEC guys at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis did yesterday. And first up, Alabama's Will Anderson. Very impressive in his drills Thursday. Ran a 4-6, 40-yard dash. Blazing speed for a guy his size. NFL Network showed his numbers in comparison to Khalil Mack. And he actually ran faster than Mack, who, uh, if you recall, was a top-five pick back in 2014. Ian Rappaport of... NFL Network called him the top position player on the board. His 20-yard split was elite as well. And the crazy part about this is Will Anderson honestly didn't need to do any of these drills. I think he could have sat him out and and would have went top five, you know, probably top two regardless. But he impressed nonetheless. Nonetheless, so congrats to Will Anderson. And, uh, you know, probably still going to do something at Alabama's Pro Day in a couple weeks. But for the most part, uh, he solidified he will go, kind of think, no later than top three, right? Chicago with the number one pick. They could trade out for somebody who wants a quarterback. The Texans sit there at number two. They need a quarterback, but they could take Will Anderson if they think he's the next, I don't know, Reggie White, uh, Micah Parsons, whoever. Um, and then the Arizona Cardinals pick three, and they could certainly use a talent like Will Anderson. So uh, congrats to Will Anderson, friend of the show. Of course, we were there with him at the Lombardi Awards, won every big-time defensive award in college football this past year, and uh, an accomplished career. Wish him the best of luck. Uh, other guys over at Auburn, edge rusher Derek Hall with an impressive 4.57 at 250 pounds. Tremendous time for a guy that size. He was really moving. And Auburn's Colby Wooden also seemed to help his stock with a 4.79. So a couple of Auburn guys look pretty good. But the headliner of the day, Nolan Smith. We did not know what we were going to get from Nolan Smith. Remember, he got banged up this year, missed the backstretch of the season, uh, had the pectoral injury, and worked out uh, on Thursday and made himself a lot of money. In the 40-yard dash, Smith clocked a faster time than two of the NFL's top wide receivers when they were at the combine. He was faster than Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. He ran a 4-4-4 with an unofficial 1-5-2 10-yard split, a 41.5-inch vertical, and a 10-foot-8-inch broad jump. I know a lot of you aren't that into the draft, may not know what that means, but that was blazing fast. Uh, one other unofficial time clocked him at a 4-3-9-40. It's just was, it was unbelievable. 
The NFL confirmed that Nolan Smith's combine times are among the best by a defensive lineman in the past 20 years. Uh, the NFL mock draft database has Smith mostly projected as a late first-round pick over the last couple weeks. Uh, he basically has locked it in that he is absolutely going to be a first-round pick, and I think he pushed himself into the top 15. Uh, one other note I saw, somebody talked about his 444 laser time at the Combine. They said, a reminder, he ran a 455 in July of 2018 at the Nike opening as the nation's number one recruit at 232 pounds back then. He's now up to 238 five years later, and he's faster uh, and has a a fantastic vertical jump and, and all of that. It's just he blew out the numbers, and so Nolan Smith going to go much higher in the draft, and somebody's going to get a heck of a player and, and a heck of a person, too, if you've ever had the chance to interview or talk to Nolan Smith. Tremendous young, young dude, and uh, wish him the best of luck. Uh, improved his draft stock. Now, just a quick reminder, the NFL Network, they are going to continue coverage of the Combine today and throughout the weekend. So on Thursday, we saw the D-linemen and linebackers run. Today, if you're listening to this on Friday, you're going to see the defensive backs and special teams. Uh, Defensive backs, you get, you know, obviously a couple more Georgia guys like Keely Ringo, Chris Smith, and guys like that. And then Saturday... It'll be the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and tight ends. And then Sunday, the running backs and offensive linemen. I don't know. I don't know if I like this format as much. Um, I like when it was more spread out during the week. And then they made things later because they wanted to do more primetime stuff. I get it. NFL Network, they control all that. But uh, on Saturday, all eyes are going to be on those quarterbacks particularly a couple of SEC guys, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, and how they perform in all the agility drills, the throwing drills, and all that. Now, Bryce Young, he is scheduled to speak to the media today, Friday if you're listening to this, but he will not throw on Saturday. Uh, They've already confirmed Bryce Young going to save that for his pro day at Alabama. But a chance here for Kentucky's Will Levis and Florida's Anthony Richardson to really improve their draft, draft stock. If you've seen a couple recent mock drafts, some people have Levis going number one, some people have Anthony Richardson going number one, uh, and then C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. He can have a say in this as well, but kind of cool that you know three of the best quarterbacks from the SEC and Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson all, it's on the table, have a chance to go number one overall in this draft. We know the Chicago Bears have said they're standing by Justin Fields as their quarterback, but a lot of quarterback-needy teams like the Texans at two, like the Carolina Panthers, like the Indianapolis Colts. One of those teams, the Colts or Panthers, could get hungry and trade up and trade future assets to go up to that number one pick and go get a Levis or a Richardson or a Bryce Young. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out and just really for the next couple of years in the NFL as well, right? I mean, it's one, one hand, it's fun to see these guys from the SEC come out and be highly touted in all this, but think of the jockeying. Teams that trade up for, for these guys. The history of the NFL draft tells us not all three of those guys are going to be hits. I mean, if they did, it would be historic. If Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson are all great NFL quarterbacks. But the odds say one or two of these is going to be a bust. And maybe only one of them is going to be a superstar or great player. So, just going to be a fun thing to watch and track throughout the years. And look, fan base bragging rights on the line. Alabama fans want to brag that... Bryce Young might be better than all the recent Bama quarterbacks like Mac Jones and Tua. Well, Jalen Hurts 
maybe is elevated above all of them right now. Um, you know, Kentucky, who, since Tim Couch, who's the last really good quarterback to come out of there, Levis has a chance to supplant himself, make him that guy. And Anthony Richardson. You know, we've had Tim Tebow and Gator fans claim Jacoby Brissett. I don't know, but Anthony Richardson with a great chance to uh, to uh, make a name for himself. We'll see what happens to Kyle Trask in Tampa. But um, anyway, it's just going to be fascinating to see. I'll be locked in on Saturday, and hopefully you guys will too as uh, some of these big-name SEC quarterbacks take to the field to show what they can do for the NFL scouts at the Combine. All right, coming up next, our conversation with Mike Griffith from Dog Nation. Get his thoughts on the Jalen Carter stuff. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. It is the number one sports book, America's number one sports book, and they are our sports book here on Locked On. And you need to go check them out. Uh, new customers get a no-sweat first bet with up to up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, uh, three-pointers drained, all of the NBA season rolling on here for the backstretch of the season. Of course, we got the tournament coming up. You want to make sure you are registered and ready to go on FanDuel so many exclusive bets, and FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your first sweat, uh, no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. along here locked on SEC and one of the news tidbits of course biggest story this week in kind of NFL and college football crossover with Jalen Carter um, returning to Indianapolis for the remainder of the NFL combine on Thursday that was from Adam Schefter who said Carter uh, was back to finish his interviews his measurements and other activities um, after going to Athens and taking his mugshot in his combine t-shirt and uh, answering questions that police had uh, regarding the new allegations, the misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. So um, pertaining to that fatal crash, of course, back in January that killed one of his teammates and a Georgia staffer. So um, we'll see what happens with him. But we did catch up earlier with Mike Griffith of Dog Nation. He is up in Indianapolis I uh, had him on my radio show I do separate from this with my co-host Stan Norfleet. So if you hear somebody else asking questions, that's Stan. But here was a little bit of some of our conversation with Mike Griffith up there in Indianapolis talking about the Jalen Carter situation. Well, man, staying busy. A lot of Georgia guys coming through here. They had 12 guys. Uh, Carter back at the combine, like you said, went back to Georgia to uh, serve out that warrant. Got released, and he's back up here going through his interviews. Don't think you're going to see him on the field. And they got uh, 11 other guys, so it's been a busy week. Georgia clearly has a ton of talent. Jalen Carter, Mike Griffin, in your estimation, will Jalen Carter fall out of the top five? Definitely uh, going to be a top five pick. I, I don't see the level of involvement um, at this stage of that investigation being you know, great enough, high enough. I mean, they're right now they're two misdemeanor charges. You know, um, stupid act to be out you know, driving fast late at night, you know, um, you know, a maturity issue for sure. Uh, you know, but Jalen Carter is, um, 
you know, flip side of, of what he did for that team. I mean, think about this, guys. I mean, this guy that suffered a sprained knee, and, and I'll be honest with you, there was, what, uh, four or five games left in the regular season, and I'm thinking this guy is a top-five pick. I don't know that he's coming back. I mean, this guy's sitting on, a, you know, tens of millions of dollars, you know, locked in. You know, we, is he going to come back and risk that? But not only did he come back, I mean, he's playing over 40 snaps a game, which for an interior defensive lineman at the collegiate level, is that's a pretty good number. Uh, and everybody's going low on it. Everybody's double teaming him. Um, I mean, he's just pretty much, you know, he's he's kind of a modern day and and Sue. I just don't think Ooh. he has. You know, you, you recognize that the kid is is, is immature. Uh, you recognize that he needs to grow. But from the perspective of you know what he brings to your football team, um, you know the the personality, immature, yes, obviously. But you talk to the teammates that know him best, and obviously in the media, we, we interviewed him a few times. We don't know him like the team does. And everybody vouches for his character in the locker room. So uh, a maturity issue probably. But, but again, there, there's, there's folks in the NFL, you know, they pour tons of money into, you know, certified, you know, psychologists to assess these guys. And, um, you know, they'll have a better grip. I think that, you know, whatever team drafts Jalen Carter will have done their due diligence before they invest kind of money it's going to take and the kind of draft stock it's going to take to get him. Mike, let me ask you uh, a perspective of somebody who's covered the SEC and seen so many of these guys play. Um, you know, I've watched the majority of Bryce Young's games the last few years. The, the dude can can ball uh, cool, calm under pressure. Didn't have the best offensive line this year for Bama standards. Didn't have the best receiving core for Bama standards and yet still produced, still put up ridiculous numbers. Yet, here we are critiquing the kid because He's somewhat short. Where are you on Bryce Young and, and how he's going to translate to the next level? Because, uh, again, like the kid's done nothing but ball out, yet, oh, he's a couple inches short than we want, so suddenly people are like, oh, I'm out on him. I get it. You know, I understand the skepticism. I, I was one of those skeptical people. Um, you know, I when he came to Alabama, I said, this guy's too small to make it through an SEC season. And he got through the first year. The second year they got him, somebody got his shoulder. Uh, but but I, I had the same questions. I, I said, how in the world can a guy this size, you know, be, be that guy? I just, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I wasn't a believer until I covered the Alabama-Auburn game in 2021. And I watched him go 97 yards and 13 plays in the clutch. And he was amazing. And you think, oh, well, okay, that's Auburn. That's Auburn. They're not that good. And then he plays Georgia. It's a Georgia team with five first-round picks. That's not including Jalen Carter, who's a first-round pick this year. Um, this The best Georgia, it was the best defense in modern era history. You had to go back to, like, 1986 Oklahoma to find a defense that held teams to fewer points than Georgia did in the 2021 regular season. 6.9 points per game. And Bryce puts 41 on him. And, and I'm saying Bryce because it's Bryce. And, and I met his dad. Uh, speaking of psychologists, and, you know, that's that's a big part of it. Like, Bryce Young is playing three-dimensional chess, guys. Uh, he, I don't know how to explain it. He, he's um, the mobility, uh, the, the the pocket presence, the, the accuracy on the throws. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, and so you say, okay, well, he's a little small, and, and that's still kind of my gripe. Like, oh, he's a little small, you know, some kid. Well, you know what? Big guys get hurt, too. You know, in this league, it don't matter, big, small, you know, y'all can get hurt. If you ain't sliding, if you don't have a line that protects you, if you're taking blindside hits, I don't care who you are. Tim Tebow got hurt. 
And we thought, you know, my goodness, I mean, you know, when he went down, it was like Mike Tyson getting knocked out. You're like, well, who got, wait a minute, Tebow got hurt? Anybody can get hurt in the NFL. So I think he's a, I think he's a better version of Tua, and I really like Tua a lot. Um, you know, Tua, like, extends plays too long for his own good sometimes. I, I think Bryce does a better job getting rid of the ball. But the, but the poise from this kid and the throws, um, and, and I was a doubter. And you might say, well, that's colleges that listen. The guys are the same size in the SEC. When Alabama, Georgia are playing, they're the same guys. In fact, Georgia's even bigger, bigger than some uh, NFL teams, so size-wise. Not saying better, just bigger. So I had the same concern, so I get the skepticism. But I haven't seen what I've seen from Bryce. I'll just say this. He got my Heisman Trophy vote this year. I know he wasn't even a finalist. I said, I don't care. He's the best player in college football. So you, know, you look at the two losses, You know, some dude drops a ball at the 20-yard line, and his field goal kicker misses a kick, and then – the defense, you know, lets Tennessee go, I don't know, 40 or 50 yards in four plays, and they lose. Then they lose to LSU in overtime. Brian Kelly scores a touchdown. Smart enough to realize he ain't putting Bryce Young back on the field, so he goes for two, right? I don't put those losses on Bryce Young. I think this guy is um, he's as good as I've seen in a minute, for sure. Could a case be made that Stetson Bennett the fourth should be drafted, given the production in the SEC for the two-time defending national champions. What say you, Mike? Well, sure. All it takes is one team to like you, right? And just to be clear, and, and you guys get me in trouble with the Georgia fan base, Stetson Bennett ain't Bryce Young's category. Well, no, no one's saying that. I'm I saying should the guy be a draft know, pick. <laughs> well, no, there are people saying that. I'm saying people. that. There are people. Georgia fans. Oh, God. I mean, look, the guy won two national titles, and, and you, you can't take that away. Um, but from a consistency standpoint, uh, you know, Stetson has work to do. He made a big jump from his fifth year to his sixth year in college, and he's got good mobility. Um, he's a guy that's durable. He stays healthy, throws a beautiful deep ball, great fade, um, very good on the short control passing game. You saw a lot of that this year. He's going to have to throw the, he's going to have to prove he can throw outside the numbers with accuracy and consistency. He's going to have to make those layered throws. Because uh, in the NFL, you don't have to throw over people. And, and you're not always going to have people open in the NFL either. Um, you know, Georgia had two offensive tackles, didn't give up a sack all year. In the league, maybe maybe there's, I don't know, is, is there any NFL team that can say they didn't give up a sack from the offensive tackle position in the NFL? So, to me, it's it's uh, Stetson's got a lot to prove. Um, he'll have an opportunity to do that this week. He's a resilient guy. He's a competitive guy. Um, all it takes is one team to like him. People are going to like his moxie. Um, you know, but he's going to have to um, be accountable for the arrest in Dallas uh, earlier this offseason. Uh, not a good look. Teams don't want to spend much time or effort into guys that, um, you know, might be problematic in the locker room. And, and, and he wasn't at Georgia, you know, uh, you know, as a backup. You know, the guy that won two national titles has got to humble himself a little bit if he's going to make it in the league, I think. And again, our conversation with uh, Mike Griffith of Dog Nation. Appreciate him for uh, – taking some uh, time to uh, join us on our radio show. And again, thought we'd uh, carry that over here for you guys here on Locked on SEC. Thanks you. Uh, thank you for making Locked on <clears throat> SEC, excuse me, your first listen every day. Coming up next, uh, we are going to hit on a couple other nuggets going on around the conference. But first, this episode is presented to you by friends over at Bilt Bar. <clears throat> if you're looking for a delicious treat, 
but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to go try Built Bar. We are uh, well into this new year in 2023, and that means you need to find uh, something that you like that is going to be good for you, and that means Built Bar is the way to go. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Real chocolate come in unbelievable flavors like the churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Their bars taste just like candy bars and maintain amazing macros. They are uh, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping grams of 17 grams of protein packed in there. Perfect following a workout or uh, you're on the go and you want to have something that's better than chips or candy bars. Built Bar is the way to go, and uh, you can find them at Built.com. Also, find them at your local Walmart, Sam's Club. Go try them today and check out all their new flavors. Constantly trying out new things, new flavors up at Built.com, but the original uh, flavors can't go wrong there. Built.com right now, and uh, tell them Locked On sent you. All right, rolling along here, Locked On SEC. A couple more minutes left in the show, so... Let's do this. Let's jump into it. Only a couple tidbits uh, going on around the conference, but let's do it. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. And we start over at South Carolina. Shane Beamer met with reporters on Thursday ahead of the Gamecocks, starting up their spring practice. Again, we're getting into it. All the schools getting ready to all be into their spring practice. But one of the big topics... Shane Beamer brought up was his three suspended players, Montek Rames, Anthony Rose, and Cameron Upshaw. That was announced a couple weeks back. Uh, Beamer confirmed all three players still suspended. He said, still not part of the team, still suspended. A lot of those decisions were made. That's a university issue as well. Don't anticipate them being back with us any point in the near future. Rames was arrested in February for carrying weapons on school property and obstructing justice. The uh, reasons for the other two guys being suspended has not been disclosed. Uh, Again, no timetable for their return to the program. Uh, But Shane Beamer also talked about his program and uh, football team getting ready for spring ball. And he did note that there's going to be a lot of new faces. One of their newcomers, D'Angelo Gibbs, a transfer from Tennessee, has um, been putting in a lot of work. Shane Beamer... Uh, said it is a low-risk, high-reward situation, and Gibbs has a chance to show why he was highly recruited. Uh, He said one of his staff members turned down an offer from another SEC East team this past week, so maintaining his staff from going elsewhere. Uh, He went on to say he does not expect Tonka Hemingway or Cason Henry to participate in spring practice. Both had surgical procedures recently, nothing major. And Jordan Strakehan... and uh, Mokaba are rehabbing, as well as David Spaulding. And the new offense, Shane Beamer was asked. Trey Knox recently described it as up-tempo and fast. Shane Beamer said, that's news to me. He uh, added it would certainly, could be at times, but he said it's going to fit the personnel they run. Uh, He said he's more concerned about limiting turnovers. He said, whatever it is, we need to quit turning the ball over so freaking much. And brought up that two years in a row, Gamecocks have been last in turnovers. He said he blames himself, and that is going to be addressed and emphasized throughout the spring. So, see if South Carolina can force more turnovers and not turn the ball over themselves throughout uh, this season. Now, over at Auburn, Hugh Freeze making some changes on his staff. They are reportedly promoting Kendall Simmons to assistant offensive line coach. That's according to Football Scoop. 
That move comes after Joe Bernardi left Auburn to go be Troy's offensive line coach. Uh, Simmons was uh, had a historic career at Auburn and uh, won the Jacobs Blocking Trophy as the SEC's top offensive lineman back in 2001. Was honored twice as an All-SEC and All-American. Won two SEC West titles in his time as a player. Came back to his alma mater as an analyst in 2019. Was held over through two staffs and now working for Hugh Freeze. So congrats to uh, Kendall Simmons getting a little bump up there. In SEC hoops news with their win Wednesday night over Auburn, Alabama basketball locked up the regular season SEC championship. 16-1 record. Uh, Texas A&M sitting behind them at 14-3. They will be unable to play for a share of the regular season title in the season finale. So uh, the win also gave Alabama a season sweep over Auburn. And look, SEC title's nice, but Alabama, they're sitting there as you know, one of the top teams in the country looking at a number one overall seed. They got Brandon Miller leading this team. They want to go try to win a national championship or you know, at least get to a Final Four. So we'll see what they do. Uh, SEC tournament, by the way, coming up next week. We'll see how they fare in that. And one little baseball nugget. Ole Miss standout pitcher Hunter Elliott pitched five innings on opening day for the Rebels, struck out nine, but has not been back on the mound since. Coach Mike Bianco said last week Elliott was out with forearm tightness and underwent an MRI. On Wednesday, he announced uh, Elliott dealing with a sprained UCL. That will uh, take him out for at least several weeks. Assuming no setbacks, report says could be back in game action maybe late next month, but uh, we will see on that. But, uh, man, lose a starter, you lose a closer, Arkansas losing starters. It's a, it's a mess around the SEC right now with injuries uh, to particularly pitchers. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Now go make uh, your second listen. Check out our brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball, everything you need to know about college hoops, all in one place. Here from some big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. Enjoy the final weekend of SEC hoops. Uh, of course, like I said, we'll have the SEC tournament next week. And, of course, enjoy all the combine action. Like, I will be watching a lot of our former SEC stars getting ready to take their talents to the next level. Fun to watch. Maybe not for you, for me. I enjoy it. So we'll uh, recap some of the action there. We'll recap the uh, weekend of college basketball and everything else when we talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's been Locked on SEC.